0: what's up guys it is thursday september 9th episode 175 and today i have joe santos the chief marketing officer of aldrin he's also been a part of the marketing for uh, corona beer dove uh, and their beauty line and a number of other companies has a ton of experience in marketing and is trying to bring some more of that to the cryptocurrency space through aldrin so very exciting conversation um, and very interesting to learn more about what they're doing Anyways, with that said, be sure to subscribe and share this episode with somebody that you think would like to learn more about Aldrin and Joa Santos and blockchain, of course. Enjoy. All right, Joa, welcome to hey, the Blockhash Br- podcast. How you doing?
1: Hey, Brandon. I'm good. How about yourself?
0: Doing well. Doing well. Um, so where are you from?
1: I originally American but I'm living in Lisbon Portugal now
0: uh, what's uh what's in Lisbon
1: uh, a really vibrant crypto community that's uh growing every day here but we have uh the ETH conference is coming the Solana conferences coming um, and they're choosing Lisbon because it's tax free
0: oh is uh, is that the main reason like that you guys wanted you wanted to be in Lisbon or was it um, personal stuff or was it
1: it's just you find balance here in life and then okay. it, it's an added benefit that they don't tax crypto. That was that got it on the list and then the quality of life is what made me choose it.
0: What do you mean when you say they don't tax crypto? Like if you buy Bitcoin and sell Bitcoin, have a cap gain, they don't tax you or yeah. there's just no kind of tax in general?
1: Yeah, if you have a cap gain, they don't tax you.
0: That's interesting. So do they, they yeah. consider it currency or something or are they just... They can- exactly they listed
1: it as currency and because it's current and they have for i think three or four years already um and since they listed as currency you don't tax capital gains on currency so
0: oh, that's interesting what do you think of that do you have an opinion on it
1: uh i think that's the way it should be to be honest it's um mm-hmm. i i do believe in regulation i think that'll help mass adoption and things like that but uh when it comes to taxes i don't, I don't think it's I don't think a cap gains tax, not even just on crypto. I just think in general, um, I don't think it. I don't like it. It's you have already got taxed on the money you produced while you're getting taxed on a risk you're taking.
0: Yeah. I don't like it either. Um, mm-hmm. we actually, this week we just had Bitcoin day. We had El Salvador make a, make it legal tender. We had, I think Ukraine also come out and do the same thing. So it's mm-hmm. a very exciting week for Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. I think it's historical. Uh, uh, for this to happen, it's a, it's a move in the right direction, and um, there's an old economist called Frederick Hayek. In the, in the 80s, he called for the denationalization of money because money hasn't evolved, evolved due to government, um, and I love that. I and mean, this is the first, the first sign of denationalization of money.
0: Do you think Bitcoin's a good form of money? A lot of people kind of debate that back and forth, given the fact that it has tons of volatility and um that maybe it's better suited as a store of value or is just an asset um yeah. being a little bit slow and clunky but what I, do you think
1: i don't uh, to be honest i don't know if it's bitcoin but i do believe it's a crypto i think bitcoin was a much needed uh inroad into looking at things differently like every time we had bank bail, bailouts like the answer shouldn't be give them more money to lose or you know or quantitative easing where you just print more like we need to fix the system and not just keep putting band-aids on it and i think crypto opened their eyes to that or bitcoin opened their eyes to it whether it will become the currency i don't know um but i do see it as a store of value
0: yeah i I see it as a store of value too i'm having a hard time seeing it as a currency still at at least for now but um there's a lot of efforts to fix that lightning network and Um, different layer solutions to, you know, speed it up and be able to transact a lot faster. So maybe in the future it will become more of a currency, but I don't know. I Mm -hmm. see it kind of as a store of value, at least right now.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Anyways, um, Joa, tell me a bit more about you. I want to know about your background. I want to know what you kind of have done, you know, from a marketing perspective and, you know, how... Or why you wanted to be into crypto and blockchain and got to Aldrin?
1: Yeah, I um, I've been working in marketing for over twenty years. Uh, became kind of known because we I was I started to do a three year study based on how people make decisions, um, and that led me to create a different way of marketing. Right, and the way easiest, most simplest way to explain it is. I realized it wasn't about marketing at people. It was mattering to people, right? Um, And that took me down a road of trying to understand, you know, how did religions form, how did it go from like one person to something huge, or how does, you know, the, how did Martin Luther King amass so many followers or the Black Lives Matter movement? It's about creating momentum, right? Um, And for that, I realized that you need to matter to a very select group of people and then have a bigger, broader mission that will attract everyone else. Um, And that's what I kind of applied to Dove Real Beauty. It was the first execution of that result. Um, We then did many other campaigns. We helped Domino's Pizza, we helped uh, Airbnb. The most recent success I have were the Mexican beer brands um, for Anheuser-Busch. All three of them are now in the top 10 most valuable beer brands were before only one of them was in like seventh and now it's first place, which is Corona. Um, so by by having this different outlook and, and understanding that at the end of the day, the only thing people care about is how do you help me? And you can help people in a lot of ways besides what it does functionally, right? So like a Mercedes is, a, is way more than just a car. It's a symbol to show that I made it in the world when you're driving down the highway, right? That's an added benefit that doesn't get talked about, but Mercedes does a good job of showing that through its advertising. So, so that's what I try to do Just try to help people understand what the benefits are of something and, and not just like push my product on the people.
0: So how did you help a beer companies, uh, market the added benefit for people?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, one, I'm really proud of that's not super known, but it's one of the, it's number six, I think most valuable beer brand is Victoria.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Victoria is a Mexican beer brand. It's, uh, there was something happened in Mexico, which is if you go into Mexico, you used to only see white people on the advertisement. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And Victoria kind of led the movement of changing that, right. That we need to include all Mexicans. And the reason we did that is the beer is actually um, a dark and light beer mixed, just like the Mexican people. So that's what we looked at as a functional Mm -hmm. benefit of the product. Functionally it's a mixed beer. Right um emotionally it fights for the mixed race which is the Mexicans right um although typically we say mixed is is um black and white but in this scenario in Mexico you know you have every shade of you know um of the human race in Mexico mm-hmm. so we created something that was an ad, famous white actress doing an ad And she started to complain that she was doing an ad with a a black actor and that that's not done in Mexico. And we filmed it and put it up as if it was real, like really happening. She got a ton of hate for three days. And then after that, we showed that this is actually a stunt to show how ridiculous it is that we don't show all Mexicans um, and all Mexicans aren't represented in Mexico. Um, And then from there, we did a lot of other things. But it was it was really to show to defend the modern Mexican not every Mexican wants to try to make it to the US as, per, as is portrayed. Mexico, I just, you know, Mexico City is my second favorite city after Lisbon. Uh, I absolutely, anyone who knows me, any of my friends know I talk about Mexico City all the time. It's an amazing city. Um, a lot of people don't want to leave, a lot of people do want to stay. It is incredible. So we actually created something that was called Mexico's, it translates to Mexico's the shit, but it's not. Um, it's not a curse word in Mexican, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mexico is chingon. Um, and it, it is right. And so we mm-hmm. defended that and move that movement forward. And that's what kind of gets brand love and people start to like your brand because of things you do for them. Right. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things we did for them.
0: So the style of marketing, uh, um, is helping people, I guess, relate more to like a company's product and stuff like that. Um, and feel more like it's, you know, part of them or part of their culture rather than, you know, have some of these, um, yeah. differences. I see them all the time. Like even here in Colombia, um, mm-hmm. I see ads when I turn on the TV and I see a commercial for some Colombian product. Um, I swear all the actors, they're as American as they can be. And I'm just like, but they're selling yeah. Colombian products. Like, so like, how are people going to relate to that? How can people want to buy that? Yeah. I have noticed the funny, that.
1: The funny thing is when I asked why they're all white, cause I noticed as soon as I got, off the airplane, and I asked, why are they all white people? And they're like, oh, because it's aspirational. I'm like, how can that possibly be aspirational? All Latin America is the same. They all do it. Um, so, yeah, it's about creating movements and what a brand represents. You know, brands have a ton of power because they have a ton of money, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's been used to just push products instead of just being used to get people to love your brand. And that's the difference, right? And I think there's a huge difference between the two.
0: Yeah, I think people would want the latter though. I mean, would you want like a loyal customer that's going to keep coming back to your brand that feels like they relate to it? Or do you just want to shove something down their throat? Not not to bash on any companies for ever doing that, but I mean, like, don't you want a returning customer? Like, I feel like the latter yeah. is a much better way to advertise.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I always say is, it's, you need to think of your business as a for-profit charity, right? And not as
0: pushing soap.
1: So for like Dove, Right. Today, women feel a lot more comfortable with whatever size they are and feel comfortable in their skin. That was a movement that really started in 2000. It didn't used to be like that. Right. And I think Dove really created that. So every time you buy a soap bar subconsciously, you know, you're contributing to that change. Right. And that's what generated a lot of love for Dove. Um, So in, in the certain aspect, you can think of it as a for profit charity. And that's how you gain power and lead, and lead the way. Right? And that's kind of why, you know, I went to Aldrin. Right? I think this space kind of needs a brand like that, and it doesn't have one at the moment.
0: Yeah, so, you know, coming to Aldrin and taking this expertise you have, how do you feel that you're able to help apply that to this space and, and with Aldrin, yeah. and like what what's the goal?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you think of other industries, right? So if you think of computers, you know, you'll, you'll think of Apple as kind of like leading the way. And what apple did is they off they they created a easier to use interface the graphical interface although xerox did the same except apple actually added more powerful features to it as well right it wasn't just a copy of what was available and made it easier um it was stronger um and they kind of led that way so it used to be nerdy to own a computer apple kind of made it cool when you think of sports you know nike nike targets a lot of the inner city kids to show them how to get out of the hood. Right. Mm -hmm. Just work at it. Work really hard. That's who they mean the most to. Right. And if you think of crypto, who's the leader in crypto? Like who's the who's the or what's the brand you think of when you say it's leading? I think of Bitcoin because it was first. Mm -hmm. So you have first mover advantage, but you don't have a brand like there's no brand except for you think of a Michael Saylor or you think of, you know, the Winklevoss twins or you think of, you know, some of the influencers. You think of people. You never think of a brand when it comes to crypto. And I kind of want to change that. I want to make Aldrin's as synonymous with crypto or with DeFi as Apple is with, with computers. Because Not because we have the next best thing on the planet, which I think we're creating, to be honest, but because we're actually providing an added benefit to the community besides just being an exchange or, you know, a... Um, uh, automated market maker, or whatever other features that we add, it's it's what other benefit are we doing for the community?
0: Yeah. So is that the primary reason that you guys rebranded, or did you show up after that, or because I know you guys rebranded yeah. from CCAI?
1: Yeah. It's funny because even during the interview process, uh, I asked uh, Hisham, the CEO, mm-hmm. um, are you opening to rebranding? Which was one of my big criteria because my whole thing is how do we get mass adoption how do we how do we make it so simple that defi is as easy to use as a bank right we all know the people who understand defi know the advantages of defi over banks right and there's many of them. the one thing banks do better than defi is the user experience right so what my whole mission was and the reason i actually reached out to cc CCAI was what's your mission it seemed like they were in line with what i was about to create and i said hey i might be the guy you're looking for to to help you and the first thing you need to do is you can't have a name like uh cryptocurrencies.ai because it just sounds too um it's too long too it's too complex it seems daunting of a task to get into it if i don't know the space right so like again i'm going to use apple you think of apple what's apples have to do with computers nothing but it just seems like something easy to easy to do right so when we got aldrin it was the same idea is how do we create something that's you know um doesn't seem complicated is inviting i want to check it out there's a backstory to it um and started to create the brand so the first order of business in the first month um that I joined CCAI, we rebranded to Aldrin and redid everything.
0: What was the decision-making behind choosing the name Aldrin?
1: Well, Aldrin comes from, uh, Buzz Aldrin, right? The, the second <laughs> astronaut on the planet. And he has
0: a really fun
1: quote. He says, uh, Neil Armstrong was the first one on the first one on the moon, but I was the first one to pee my pants on the moon, right? <laughs> um, and he just had a humor about stuff. Although he he was the second man on the moon, he was on the same mission, the same person. And so Aldrin wasn't really about you know the typical uh, thing that crypto people say we're going to the moon. It was just the adventure of you know doing something that's never been done, but having a sense of humor about it and being invited, right? Mm-hmm. Like what. Well, I'd probably I think a lot of people with if, if, if Neil Armstrong was still alive would feel intimidated going up to him. but Aldrin all seems like your dad like you, you can go up to him and talk to him and no problem because he just has that personality and that's kind of what we wanted to emulate. And because of all the moonboy uh, lingo that goes on mm-hmm. in crypto, that's why we kind of went into that realm to look for a name that might be fitting for us
0: yeah it's very synonymous. Huh? being able to use um, Buzz Aldrin, you know everyone's in space always talking about going to the moon moonshot. Um, is going to the moon one day rockets to the moon. so yeah it, it kind of fits a little bit. It's good marketing there.
1: Yeah, we're actually going to to show why it's we're not it's not synonymous with a moonshot for us or, or talking about going to the moon. It's going to be a res- representation to everyone who just believed. If you think about when we went to space, it was a time when the whole world had one dream, like everyone was kind of like, oh my God, we're gonna go into outer space or we're gonna go mm-hmm. to the moon. And we all dreamt together and we kind of lost that. And that's kind of what we wanna bring back, but to the financial realm. Um, and that's that was our big push. It wasn't the moon stuff. Although I'm sure there'll be tons of memes created. Uh, we've already been called buzz a few times by some people on Twitter. So. <laughs> They're they're getting it. It's working.
0: That's good. That's good. If it gets people to think about it, and um, you know, even <clears throat> even poke fun a bit, a bit of it, and um, you know, you know, play around with the with the naming and stuff. That's good. It's just creating engagement. So that, yeah. that's a good thing to have. What what kind of things are you planning to use? You know, in terms of marketing tools um, for Aldrin going forward? Because I know as a trading platform, there's a lot of competition out there, especially in crypto. There's a lot of different. Um, types mm-hmm. of trading platforms. Um, is there a certain angle that you guys want to take or a certain marketing strategy you want to use?
1: Yeah, I, you know I'll, uh, I Can't tell you the channel, but sure um, You've seen the recent price movement. I mean, I think we're up. I think almost 300 percent in 30 mm-hmm. days something like that um, And I'm going where no one else is going right it's it's we've already used one platform that's extremely popular there's not a single 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 there's no conversation around crypto on it at all and i think what a lot of brands forget is they focus so much on twitter and i use this analogy a lot going on twitter to advertise or talk about crypto is like trying to scream in a nightclub right very few people are going to hear it if you go into the library and scream everyone you're going to get everyone's attention and guess what? People that are in the library also go to nightclubs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's about finding other media channels that I I know crypto people are on um, and talk to them in a place that no one's talking to them about it. Cause you're going to have more of their attention. Right. And we already started to do that. And I think that's the result that we're seeing now in the, in the price movement.
0: Yeah. What, what do you hear? It is an interesting question. Um, cause I don't know okay. if anyone really asked it at all. Um, but what do you think, since you're kind of like the marketing expert, what do you think of the marketing and the space in, in crypto and in blockchain? And, um, we always see really interesting advertisements every once in a while and, um, you know, really creative stuff, but we don't, I don't know. I feel like sometimes there's a lack of good marketing and I think there's just a lot of, you know, hype driven stuff Mm -hmm. and uh, people getting confused and some false advertising, but not like Solid marketing in the space or trying to build a project or a company
1: yeah you know not to not to dog anyone it's just mm-hmm. it's they use typical e-commerce type tactics right it's it's I'm selling this product, let me advertise this product and I'm gonna put this all over the place and let me get some affiliate marketing behind it and let me get some, let me buy some banner ads and let me do and that's all stuff we Aldrin will need to do as well right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things that are inside the box that need to be done. It's the outside the box that I think I'm going to bring to the space that hasn't been seen before in this space, right? And it makes sense that it's like that. I mean, we're maturing as a as, a, as an industry and you have a lot of very tech people involved in marketing decisions. So things are going to be based on tech, right? Mm-hmm. Where I my ultimate thing is always like, why does this matter to people? Why, why we're we gonna, why are we gonna click? Of course, we still need to do the in the box things, but the bigger thing is that we'll put real money behind. It's gonna be, does this matter? Do people care? Right? Um, and that's what we're, that's what we're gonna bring. And it's, it's very different than what's there, and it makes sense. I think, I think crypto is at a time where the maturity, uh, it's time to take it to a new level not just in user experience but in the way we market and the way we understand our consumer um, or our community um, that hasn't been done yet
0: I agree I want to see more commercials those, those have been the best um, I, I've seen mm-hmm. very few crypto commercials but when they come out they're hilarious um, yeah. That's what I want to see I, I want a Super Bowl crypto commercial
1: I saw uh, I saw a grayscale one grayscale one which I actually liked right. Mm-hmm. um so i think some of those are doing well but you know is grayscale a crypto company not really right it's kind mm-hmm. of not quite. it's in a it's in a grayscale is in a gray area <laughs> whether yeah. it's crypto or not right um and you know what we have planned i think will make a lot of those. like uh we are going to make aldrin a real there's going to be a real embodiment of that person mm-hmm. Uh we're getting uh, some really talented Hollywood people working on what that looks like. Um, and I think it'll call a lot of attention and create a lot of engagement, however plan to use it.
0: That sounds very exciting. Very, look, looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing what you guys do with it. It'll, it'll be really cool. Did you mm-hmm. have any um, experience in crypto before, before you got to Aldrin? Like, did you you know yeah. work with anyone else prior? Did you ever buy a Bitcoin? Or what, what was your level of understanding?
1: My story is pretty crazy. I I got involved in 2012. I was really early Mm -hmm. and I bought it and I said to myself, uh, you know, this, this might be worth something someday. I grabbed 400 bucks, bought Bitcoin. uh, It was like 36 Bitcoin that I bought, um, put it, put it on a phone and then gave, then factory reset my phone and gave it to my godchild to use because he, he broke his phone and forgot that I had the money on. Right after that happened, I was like, okay, let me start actually looking into crypto and understanding it better. And that's when I got the Mt. Gox, Mt. Gox thing happened. Mm-hmm. There was another one that isn't talked about. And I think was actually just as bad as Mt. Gox was there used to be a company called gall miners who made a lot of the mining equipment and they launched something called the hashlet, which was like a cloud computing. It was like the first cloud computing miner
2: mm-hmm. and they
1: were, they were getting like a million two million a day in investment and then someone realized like there's no way they have a a warehouse with this much capacity something's wrong sec investigated it was complete complete scam i lost the money that i put into that so i went through the whole wild west right mm-hmm. but i kept going i kept going back because i understood how this actually changed how this eventually would change society right so um yeah i've always been interested i never got really deep into DeFi until now it's just been you know your basic a little bit more than average user knowledge but with a ton of stories of you know the wild wild west days um in there i think it's a very different place today right i think it's a lot more professional in that aspect and there's not so many things we need to worry about as we did in the early days
0: did you ever get that bitcoin back or is that like gone that's gone man that's tough yeah
1: i got plenty more after so it's okay but that would have been the cheapest entry i would have
0: had that would have been pretty cool um i've i've been there especially with exchange hacks i remember i bought like uh four or five hundred litecoin at one point and i had a bunch of bitcoin too i don't remember how much on some exchange because it was like the only exchange, you know, I could really figure out how to use and Coinbase really wasn't around at the time and bought it, held it on there about a month later. They got shut down for money laundering. I'm like, well, guess that got laundered away. I guess that's gone. Never saw that again. Learned my lesson, um, lesson uh, with exchanges and not to just trust them. Um, especially when they're brand new or they don't have any kind of backing or anything like that. It's just, you're just asking to lose it. Have it get stolen or whatever, and then I do remember buying like a whole bunch of Ethereum at like seven dollars, like three, three and a half years ago on Coinbase. That that yeah. was probably my best decision I've ever made.
1: I was, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, yeah, congrats, it's great. I I was a Bitcoin maximalist until you know until 2017. I just didn't see anything else. I, I thought that was it. Um, didn't understand why these competitors were coming on. Mm-hmm. And then as you get much deeper into the space and you start to realize there's just different use cases. And you know, if you want to compare it to currency, there's a reason that there's a dollar and there's a reason there's a Euro and there's a reason there's a yen. Um, and they, co- they can coexist. And that's when I kind of changed my perspective. So good on you. I was, I hated ETH for a long time, not because anything was wrong with it. It was just, it was anti, it was, money was going there instead of Bitcoin and I didn't like it.
0: No, um, I, I feel you. I mean, I know people that kind of felt like that too. For me, it was just like, okay, what else can you do with Bitcoin? Like, like it's built on this new technology. No one was really talking about it. They're just like, oh, look, Bitcoin magical internet money it just exists. And that's all you need to know. And I'm like, but Why? <laughs> You know what what is the technology underneath it and if it wasn't for yeah. ethereum you know taking advantage of that and proving that you could do more with it we wouldn't even have this market so yeah. i'm i'm kind of glad that i you know at least put a little money into that and that a lot of other people you know saw the the potential so i give ethereum credit for all that but no yeah. it, it's not where my heart is it's definitely with bitcoin yeah it's kind of a
1: sweet mark for most people Mm -hmm. right it was it was the first we want to see it too well
0: yeah and there's we don't know who satoshi nakamoto is that's the best marketing ever it's like this um unknown creator he can he could be anybody he or she could be anybody we don't know that could be a group it could be a
1: psychologically marketing wise it's it was needed right Mm -hmm. because um you needed to have this mysterious figure because Anyone against it would have been easy to crack the image of a person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And since there wasn't a person, it was perfect for the, for the way it grew. Right? Um, you kind of need that image.
0: Yeah. What better for a decentralized uh, technology than to have literally nobody there mm-hmm. at all to be the face of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: yeah exactly.
0: Cool. Um, I think this is a fairly good place to wrap up um but before we do is there anything you know regarding aldrin um in terms of like uh timeline stuff or roadmap stuff coming up that you think people um you know should keep an eye out for or be aware of that you guys um have already put out there or or what do you want people to yeah. know
1: i i mean i think i think with aldrin I mean, aldrin itself is a month old two months old Mm -hmm. right ccai um the ico happened in may right Mm -hmm. so it's fairly new we're not on coin market cap yet even um we're just unknown right but this team has impressed me so much because they're just lightning fast at adding stuff like we added a rebalancer right no one has a rebalancer so so let's say you have a decentralized wallet you have you know, 20 tokens in your, in your wallet and you want to readjust your allocation. You just go there and move some bars over and hit go and it's done, right? So we keep trying to simplify things and create more powerful tools so that you're more successful, right? And that's at the end, you know, that's our main mission. And if you look on Twitter comments about Aldrin, it's always about, wow, I love your user experience. Wow, I love your UX. Um, And now it's about not just the UX where much of the focus has been. Now it's about all the different tools, right? And I don't want to mention tools that are coming up, because although we've launched things fairly quickly, things do get copied very quickly as well. So let us launch it first and then let everyone else catch up. But we are definitely launching things that the market has not seen. Um, And it's not that they couldn't do it themselves, but. How long would it take you to rebalance your, your wallet with 20 tokens? Like take a guess.
0: Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to go in, I'd think about it and I'd have to shift things around, push buttons and pull levers. And I don't want to do that.
1: Yeah. Do an Excel and do everything else. And it would probably take you, even if you're really fast, it might take you an hour. Right. And this take you seconds. So it's how we, how do we bring the banking experience to DeFi, um, and create more powerful tools than are used today. And that's kind of our mission. And as we get known, I think more people will understand what we're trying to do.
0: I love it. Very excited what you guys are doing at Aldrin. Um, Joa, thank you you for taking the time to come on the podcast and, you know, explain Aldrin. I know I've had Hisham on and CCAI before, but it's really cool getting to talk to you and getting to see it rebranded and the changes and stuff going forward. So, um, yeah, again, thank you for coming on and elaborating on a lot of that stuff.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. You're and welcome. Remember, if you're ever in Lisbon,
0: hit me up. Um, I'm on my way. You, you right. let me know. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Talk
1: Thanks soon. To you. Thank you.
0: Welcome.